welcome back. It's Jacqueline. And Alana. And we're here for another episode of Black and Yellow. Woohoo! Getting tropey today. Yes, we are. Nothing new. <laughs> nothing new. Nothing new. Just right a, up new, our alley. a new trope. So if I said these words to you, Jack, what would you uh-huh. think? Miserly. Stingy. Pennywise. Frugal. Parsimonious. Wow. Tight-fisted. Whoa. Niggardly. Tight. Penny-pinching. Stingy. Conservative. Hoggish. Close-fisted. Wow. Kind of some sexual terms in there. Kind of some racial terms in there. Racial sexual terms. For calling someone cheap. Yeah. But those are synonyms in our English language. What was that? Hoggish? Hoggish. Hoggish and niggardly. Niggardly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In our American dictionaries, those are the synonyms for the word cheap. And those are used to describe cheap people, not like shoddy products. Right, right. Not like like an actual physical thing. Right. But a person, like a human being. Exactly. Damn. And I feel like often when I hear the word cheap or any variations of the word, I feel like Asian people very (laughs) often get the stamp of being cheap. Yeah, if if I if, if you were to tell this to like a like a tiger mom or like a strong like they would say no, we're being smart. Oh, okay, okay. which I love. Like that runs through my head. Um, yeah, I can one hundred percent say that Chinese people, okay. maybe Asian people in general, mm-hmm. we are frugal. Mm-hmm. We are penny pinchers. Okay, we are. Close fisted. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember your whole list here. Um, there if you want it. Uh, frugal. Yeah, I think I already said that. Definitely, um, definitely all of those. We love a, we love a bargain. Yes, we, you do. We will haggle things down to a T. Wow. Like I've seen, I've seen some Asian women just like they have a talent. Like they should put it on the resume. Like a professional haggler. Like they can like really bring it down. They know how to play the game. What is the sign of a good haggler? If you don't mind me asking. A sign of a good haggler is like you know it's a hundred dollars and you're able to buy it for like twenty. Uh huh. You know, and you're able to like. Ha- like hash it out with a guy right and you're not afraid to be like nope i'm walking out i'm turning my back you know you're not afraid to be like at a car like you're, if you're buying a car you know like i know some people that were able to get deals on cars that the like the, the dealership was losing money by selling them that car signing that lease oh. and like unbelievable deals of like zero down and like they got their first month's uh, car payment paid like by the dealership what? and then like the car payment was only like one ninety nine a month something insane like that um, yeah I have like we have a close family friend who's like really good with numbers uh-huh. and she can just like just just like own own whatever salesman you know in, in numbers and they have no choice but to be like and then if they don't give to her she's like okay I'm out you know, and wow. then, you know, of course they they want to sell. You know, it's not. I mean, maybe they're not losing money, but mm-hmm. based on the numbers, looks like they are. Um, yeah, I think first and foremost, it comes from if we want to take it way, way, way back. Back, take us back. It it, it, it comes from being poor. Okay, it, that it makes sense. Legitimately, comes from literally being poor and having nothing. So you had to get creative. You had to get innovative. Mm. You had to, um, I you know the terms of reuse. 
reuse, reduce, recycle, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, like even at my house right now, like when we have like dirty clothes, like dirty shirts mm-hmm. or like not dirty shirts, but shirts we don't want anymore, we'll cut them up and we'll make rags. Okay. Like that's super frugal. We don't throw away the shirt. Right. We're not going to donate it because it's like so torn. You just repurpose it. Yeah. So we have like, we have a drawer in our house that is like of all like cut up shirts. And when there's like something on the ground that got spilled or we need to clean something, we'll go and we'll grab a rag. Like when my mom... <laughs> When my mom found out that you could buy rags, uh-huh. like you go to Home Depot and you can buy like a box of yeah. rags, or like even at work, right? Yeah. Have, like she lost it. She Why? Was, she, like she like because to her in her mind a rag is like a re, like you it's it's a shirt that you you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a discarded like, object that someone it, doesn't want exactly. anymore. Exactly, it's not something that you spend money on. It's Got something it. that you have in your house and that you create. You create a rag. Interesting. A, a rag in and of itself, it's something that you do not want, mm-hmm. that is old, right. that has been used before. It is not something you buy new at a store. And that concept <laughs> is fucking strange. I feel like your mom is laughing at us Americans <laughs> that do. I'm sure she is. And, I'm totally guilty. Yeah. 100%. And, and I grew up with that sort of mentality and that thinking. So part, like, I'm, I'm not necessarily torn, but I can see both sides. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's very fascinating to live my life in that way. Yeah. Um... You know, you see, you see those Asians, like, all Asian moms. I mean, like, a lot of um, YouTubers, like, famous Asian YouTubers will make fun of Asian parents. Like, Just Kidding Films will do it. We'll uh-huh. have, like, skits on moms and how, like, we'll save, um, like, oh, my God, the concept of buying trash bags, too, is bizarre. Well, what do you put your trash in? Well, you, back then when you used to, even still now, you go to the groceries or you go somewhere and they give you a bag. You go shopping. You yeah. get free bags everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you reuse those. Yeah. You don't ever buy trash bags. Wait, but what What if you have, a, like, a, a party or something, and you have a lot of trash, more trash that can fit in those bags? Then I think, and I think, I think, I think what my mom has done in the past was bought like a, a like a roll of like like a bigger trash trash bag. Uh-huh. That roll has lasted us like f- like twenty years. What? <laughs> yeah. So when does she feel it? It when does she think it's a good idea to use a bag? Like when is it okay to like forego the the brown paper shopping bags and like we're stepping it up to the hefty to buy trash bags? Yeah. Never, never in her entire life. Oh, yeah. She will okay. probably know. we have inherited like trash bags and we've bought like bigger trash bags from like moving and mm-hmm. so we have them. Don't get right. me wrong, but we it's not necessarily something that is used. We'll, we'll still use like old market bags that she has like saved over the years. Wow. And we have like a lot of them, or she'll go somewhere and they'll give her a bag and then she'll bring it home and use it. Or so then, do you just pour the the trash that's in the brown paper bag in the trash bag in the trash can? And continue to reuse the bag? No, no, no. Okay, we, so you actually discard the bag. We do too. discard the bag. Okay. We're not we're not uh we're not that um uh parsimonious. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going for that one. I would have knew you knew it. Yeah, so so it's all about really and there's a fine line, right? I I know a lot of Asians that have come into money and mm-hmm. still um live in that way which is really bizarre to me because like you'll go and you know like those huge like mini mansions that yeah. have been popping up everywhere totally. in like, the San Gabriel Valley so you go in and you know it's a big ass house but they're still eating on newspapers because they what? yeah like because they don't want to buy um like a tablecloth or they don't want to so like they'll eat on newspapers oh. and then they'll roll the newspapers up at the end of the meal and they'll just throw like all away so the newspapers is like the lining of the table got it yeah it's really bizarre so then i'm trying to understand that mindset so is the mindset then like okay we've come into money and from outward appearances 
we are just like Americans who have money. But when you come inside our house, we still stick to our same traditions. Yeah, or it's almost like they've reached a level of finances where they're comfortable. Okay. But their habits and their ways of, like, living is still kind of hard to get rid of because they were poor for so long. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question. So... How to phrase this. (laughs) Uh, Go on. So the couple of Asian friends that I have, Uh I've asked them about their spending habits. And they are 100% okay with saying, yeah, Asians are cheap. Yeah. Like it is like a a known It is, for sure. And they will 100% own it like no, they won't bat an eyelash. And to me, the word cheap is like, ooh, you don't want to be known as cheap. Like, what? I don't like that saying either. For me, it's more like... I like the word frugal where it's like if because maybe that's how I was raised where my mom's frame of thinking in mind was like if you don't have to spend money on it mm-hmm. don't okay make it Got like it. Halloween costumes like she would make it for me okay. and my brother um and granted you have to have the skills to back that up obviously which I think my mom has a plethora of skills and maybe that's why we she's able to be frugal mm-hmm. um but definitely there is that sense of frugalness and cheapness where it's like, you know, three for one by mm-hmm. two for one. Um, okay. You know, it's, okay. it's like uh, Midas, it's like um, just kind of taking advantage of the first world um, opportunities. OK. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and and then but then the tricky thing for me, it's like when they when they do come into money or when they have lived and started to become more of like a first world yeah. country family, mm-hmm. which is kind of where we're, we're obviously we're at. There's some times where I've like had to tell my mom like, hey, like you don't have to reuse it. We'll just buy a new one. Yeah. You know, things like that that like I see her struggle with. Right. Um, or like, you know, like everywhere you go, like a cl- you can ask any of your Asian friends or you'll see Asian parents like when you go eat, they have to like bring the napkins home. Oh, and so I like that was they'll steal napkins okay. from like fast food places, and like if you go to any Asian house, they'll have a drawer or in their car, and there's like different types of napkins for all over the restaurants wow. and like fast food places. Okay, even in okay, so you know in Costco, there's like yeah. the hot dogs, and mm-hmm. then you have like the relish and the onions, like the cafe section. Yeah, so there was this huge article I think in Taiwan or even in China where um, people were taking Tupperwares and and steal and taking home. Tubs of onions and relish. No shame. Already cut up? Already cut up because, like, you roll it onto your hot dog, right? Right. All cut up and no shame. And they would just take tubs of that and take it home. But that doesn't, I mean, okay. Because it's free. No, I get that. But I I hear that as an American and I'm like, well, you're, wait, you're taking from a a corporation for the benefit of your own individual household. Yeah. Isn't that stealing? Yep. Even if it's free? Yep, but they probably wouldn't see it as stealing. They what would, would they say then see it they as? would see it as free because it's it's there for the public. You, they they have like a like an endless amount of onions. And if it wasn't free, why would they? But so much so they did that that they Costco I think in Taiwan actually like don't they don't have those machines out anymore because oh, they did it so much. Got it. You know, so okay. it's like as an American, you would go there and you would like get your hot dog and you would put just the the amount of relish or ketchup that you that need you for that hot want. dog. Yeah, but they see it as like oh it's there. There's a lot of it. It's free. So let me take advantage of this and take it home so I don't have to so I've got free onions there's something about that that makes me uncomfortable but also makes me think it's like very Robin Hood (laughs) where it's like taking from the rich and giving to not necessarily the poor yeah 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 but here's this huge corporation that could buy 
hundreds of thousands of onions yeah. and could... Uh, and they most likely throw them away. Right. Which is, like, it's kind of this two-week stream where it's, like, America is known to be extremely wasteful. Definitely. You know? And yeah. how out of, like, the country itself produces 30% of the world's trash, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. For sure. Um, and then you have this extremity where it's, like, you know, conserve, be frugal, be cheap, don't waste anything. Mm-hmm. But they are living here in this country and they have the money in the bank account to support a life where you don't need to do that. Yeah. I wonder if... So does it cause problems within generations if you've got, like, let's say that, let's say a Chinese family came here very poor. Mm -hmm. The parents scrimped, saved, put their kids through school. The kids then in turn got great careers, very well paid, very high paid. And so they are first generation Americans living here, functioning here on an American level. But you still have the parents that probably have the homeland in mind and the way that they used to live. Does it cause strife within the the generations in terms of how maybe the older generation would view the spending habits of the younger generation? For sure, 100%. Um, I think if it's either not... Um, I think if it's too extreme or not taught very well, like, like my mom is very good about being like, hey, look at me. This is why I'm doing this. Or I've like noticed like this is why, you know, I think I've I've had a very healthy education or a very healthy um, growing up and like why I know my mom did the things that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if it's not necessarily communicated effectively, a lot of kids would just be like, why are you doing that, mom? Like, that's stupid. Like, there's judgment behind it. Got it. You know, it's yeah. like, mom, we're fine. We're this, we're that. Right. And then therefore, when they grow up, I feel like a lot of the first generations might end up spending too much money on things where they could learn to have been more frugal. Yeah. Instead of, like, installing a filtration system in their house, all they do is buy a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Things like that where I've seen that before and I'm, like, really confused because I'm, like, it's your apartment. I get that, actually. It's your home. Yeah. And not, not only on that level, but you're being really wasteful. Yeah. Bottle bad of for water, the environment. It's super bad for, for the sure. environment. It takes, like, hundreds of years for one bottle to decompose. Mm-hmm. So if you think, you know, and then it's just, like, that ignorance of, like, not learning. It's that ignorance of, like, not wanting to learn the ways because they see it of like as a burden and maybe they're embarrassed by it and there's judgment on like ways of being cheap and frugal Mm -hmm. but if they can learn to see how it can benefit their bank account as a college student or even just a young adult um and not taking it to the extreme that their parents may have Mm -hmm. um it can be very very um smart i get you you know I think that's really interesting because in black culture, if you grew up poor and you have uh, attained a level of wealth or just money in general, a mm-hmm. level of comfort, there is something within the black community that says, show it off. Show off your shit. You got to shine. Like mm-hmm. you've made it and you you should feel comfortable showing it. Mm-hmm. Is it that same way in Asian culture? I think yes and no. I think we're specifically talking about the immigrants or the Asians that came from a really poor background and that came into money. Not necessarily like families, generations, generations of wealth, you know, like crazy rich Asians or something like that. Um, But... But I think there there are a handful of them, and you see it in you know the San Gabriel Valley of like of how they have elevated in status and 
um, have done well in their mm-hmm. careers, whether they're real estate agents, brokers, lawyers, yeah. doctors, you know, um, because of their education and, and what they, the career that they've aspired to. Um, but that's interesting because they, they had the option to have a career. A lot of immigrants didn't, oh, you know. That's an, yeah, that's a wrinkle I didn't think of. They they came here poor and yeah. then they had to work certain jobs just to sustain the household. And then right. they had kids and the parents worked their asses off to be able to pay for college. And mm-hmm. the kids were the ones who were able to go and become a doctor, go and become a lawyer because of the opportunities. The kids were able to consider the option of status. Yes. Whereas the parents, I think is what you're saying, is they were not. They were not. They didn't even, they had to survive. Right. Um, and so within that survivalness, they had to become be really smart in how to save their money Got and it. be really crafty. And that's where that frugalness and cheapness comes from. But like I said right in the beginning, they won't see it as that. They're seeing it as being smart, smart yeah. because we need to survive. Right. Um, and so going back to your original question, I do think there are um, a lot of them that have come into money and have now adopted this very sort of first world first world lifestyle mm-hmm. that I'm sure their grandparents or their parents might look down upon, you God, know, of yeah. like, why are you like, why, why are you buying trash bags? Right. Or like, you know, it's for yeah. them, it's really, um, it's a world that they never, th- I don't think they ever thought that they would ever see or experience mm-hmm. in their lives, but not that their kids are doing well. Their right. kids have now provided for them mm-hmm. of like, you know, that's a huge Asian thing of like buying your parents a house. And oh, is prov- it? It's huge. It's like, if you ask any Hopefully, um, <laughs> most Asian kids are somewhat connected to their culture and mm-hmm. connected to their parents and their background. Right. You ask them anything like of like, what do you want to do when you first come in? Like when you're successful, one of the first things they will always say is, I want to buy my parents a home or I want to buy my parents a car or I want to buy my you, like, trust me, that's the first thing they'll say. Or like, is that expected from Asian parents um, when their kids do well? Or is it treated like, I know with Americans and maybe black culture, like, we do well, we buy our parents a house, but our parents aren't necessarily expecting mm. it. And I think, it's... I think it's, I think it's expected on a certain level. I don't think it's demanded. Okay. But I think it is this, like, like the ultimate, the ultimate sign of respect mm. and, um, and a sign of success Got it. is, what did you do? Oh, I bought my parents a house. And you're like, holy shit, like, you got it. Like, you got it good. Got it. The fact that you can buy your parents a house. And not only that comes with, like, the good daughter, the good child, oh. the dutiful daughter. You know, like, it comes into culture of, like. And as a parent, if you're that kind of parent, then you can tell your your friends of, like, my child bought me a home. So that is a bragging right. Yes. Okay. You that know? was gonna be my next question. Yeah. It's very definitely, like, what a great mom or dad I am. Look what I've done. My child bought me a home. Did your child buy you a home? Uh. I don't think so. You know, there's a touch of that. There's a lot of competition in Asian culture. And um... Maggie, don't get any ideas. I know you're listening. I'm not going to buy you a house. I might buy you a car, but I'm not going to buy you a house. I love you, Mom. I'm going to buy my mom a home. God bless you. There, yeah. Um, my mom wants a red two-seater Mercedes. If I make enough money, Maggie is going to get that red two-seater there Mercedes. There you go. Let's See, not get crazy you, with the home. You each have your own ways of, you know, showing love, which I get. Two thumbs um. up. Very enthusiastic thumbs up. But uh, that's a, I'm sidetracking a little bit. But yeah, that is um, there. There's all of that. So I think it's it's so interesting to see that, you know, the the involvement of like. Of being cheap, I yeah. guess you could say, because out of necessity. Right. And then allowing 
and then do they come do they do they then come to the first world country and then become successful do they hold on to that cheapness yeah does that cheapness evolve into something different do they completely forget about that cheapness and now it's too extreme right you know and now they waste everything you know right. like I know some of my family members on my dad's side mm-hmm. and granted they were a little OCD but he would like he would he would discard the first tissue out of the like because the tissue had been exposed. Oh, okay. I see what you're And it saying. was dirty. So mm. he would throw that first tissue out of the box away mm-hmm. and only grab the clean second one that was underneath. underneath. Got and it. When I saw that, I was like, you're insane. You're fucking insane. Yeah. But but then, you know, I, I was young and obviously my mom had taught me a lot about being like frugal and, and reusing and reducing and um and they were O C D and his his maybe story or his reasoning behind it was that, that it had been exposed, so there were germs. But but my dad's a lot of my dad's family c- came into a lot of money and fast. Got it. Um and they lost most of it, which I think is interesting. Oh. But um but things like like that that I saw that um were just very you know my like I, at one point I remember my dad had like he was a single single guy living in Brazil or I maybe I thought he was single maybe he wasn't maybe he was womanizing um and I remember <laughs> really I, yeah right I remember I was like eight years old and I went to the garage and my dad had like four cars and I was like holy shit like you are one person and you have four cars I'm really confused about that you know and so there's this sense of like you know oh and you know it's like if you ask any other Chinese person growing up, you know, obviously first generation immigrant, a child of an immigrant, you finish every grain of rice in your bowl. Oh, every grain of rice. You don't you don't waste. We don't waste. We don't waste. Here's like the ultimate like foundation behind it. Right. Uh-huh. This cheapness, I guess you say. Go for it. We don't waste. We love free things. OK. And you always have there's always this comparison of like there's a starving child in Africa. So you need to finish all your food. You know, okay, there's I've always there's that. there's a country that's wasting a lot more. You know what I mean? Like any other place, like they're wasting all the stuff. So you can't waste. Like there's this like constant conversation of just like you're lucky to get this bowl of rice. So finish everything. Trippy. Oh, my God. Asian culture is embedded with guilt and shame. Like that yeah, drives that, guilt trippy. that drives so much of what what we do and say. Huh. Um, it's yeah, it's mind blowing. But yeah, you had to finish every grain of rice. And I remember then living with my dad. It was a very, I got like I got what it's like to be, and not necessarily like I grew up poor, but my mom grew up poor, right? Or so she thought. Um, and so with my mom, I had to do chores. I had to early, early on. I started doing my own laundry at like eight years old. I started wow. washing dishes, cleaning the house. Like she put us to work, you know. We had a maid. My dad. I had a maid. I had two maids with my dads. Yeah. Um. I couldn't even like like I'm so used to taking like my bowls to the sink and wash it. Like I could. I got in trouble if I did that. Oh. You know, my dad was like, "How dare you do that? Like, that's not you. Like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Like, that's why we hide." You know what oh, I mean? So for I me, okay. yeah, like I like you know rode in like bulletproof cars because Brazil's really dangerous. So my mom had my dad has car had his car bulletproofed. Okay, like I grew up very these two extremes. Wow. But I think yeah. for me it was really healthy. Um, it wasn't like a shock, right? Because it was like throughout my whole childhood, right? And so um, I think I have a very very well balanced um, 
ways of like what it's like to I know what it's like to be wealthy and have that mindset and and the materialness that comes with that Mm -hmm. but I also know what it's like to like be crafty and save and be smart I'm really really grateful but because it sounds like your mom kept you humble for sure it was so humble like your dad fell into that that lifestyle no 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 but that mental trap of we now have money we are now brand new. Yeah. Like with money comes things we do and don't do and we don't do uh-huh. women's chores. Right. Like because we are because we have money and we are better than that. Yeah. And I think that's a really dangerous mindset. Oh, for that's sure. Super dangerous and I mindset. and I questioned that as a child already, really young. I remember being like, but um I'm also a human so I should be able to wash the dish. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. already I was, like, questioning, like, mm. but why can't I do it? And I'm confused as to why I'm getting in trouble because of something that is normal right. for me to do. Right. You know? Um, so I've got, I got, like, a little bit of the two extremes. And, right. um, and to this day, not that my mom is too extreme, but she's still very... Um, very frugal and smart about how she spends and reuses and reduces. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it sounds recycles. like it's a way of keeping you. But when I say you, I mean like first generation children of immigrants humble. Yeah, I think so. I think there is definitely a humbleness that comes along with, um, which can be, you know, it, there's shades of it, you know, of of what you, what we think we deserve and don't deserve mm-hmm. along the lines of that. Um, but I think it allows us to work really hard and to keep that sort of motivation of like, listen, you know, the opportunities that I have had is nothing compared to what my mom had growing up. Right. And for me, I'm so, it's such, it's so aware. I'm like so aware of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe if I grew up with my dad, I would not have that awareness. You know, I would have been maybe more spoiled, more um, righteous yeah. about what I think and deserve in life. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that the, the frugalness and the cheap and the being penny wise and the, and the um, penny pinching <laughs> um, and the, penurious that's that was an int- or miserly um or being hoggish mm-hmm. uh so i think it is it's overall a good thing mm-hmm. it can become kind of a bad thing yeah um like i've said before but but yeah it's it's and it's we're known for it too you know yeah <laughs> it's great it's, i had to um, ask you about it yeah bargains free stuff reuse if you can't if you're not if you don't if you don't have to spend money on it if you can make it if you could be crafty but there's no shame in it it sounds like no not at all got it yeah they, they do take a little pride in it too like i bought these many pairs for two dollars you know like which is in and you see it in like in media yeah you know they make fun of it and and it's funny in a way i feel weird when i laugh about it to be quite honest i know right i feel weird about it because i don't understand the context until the show i see you know what i mean like i I laugh about it because it's because it's so real it's like it's exactly like you know how many times my mom has come home and she's like guess how much i bought all of this for and i'm like I don't know. And she's like, $20. And she's like, so proud. And it's like 50 apples. And I'm like, you go, mom. Like, Are you going to eat all those apples? Or will she find a way yeah, to purpose she always, them? Always, yeah. Okay. She'll make like wow. baked apples and applesauce and apple pie. and like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um... So yeah, you see it. It's represented very not the best way maybe in the media, but that 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 there is no shame. Right. Right. There's no shame. And I think even I think even to a certain degree, if they have come into money, there's still maybe no not so much shame. Like it's yeah. not something that's that all of a sudden I'm like ashamed that I, you know, have rags in my house. But right. I have, you know, that I drive a Tesla. I got you. Like if anything, I'm like proud of that, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So there you have it. It's not cheap. It's humble. It's humble and it's smart. <laughs> we can't forget that. You can't forget. We're just being smart. Yeah, you guys, we, we Americans think it's cheap. <laughs> to you, it's smart and humble. I now understand. So now right? I want to be, well. Do you want to be um, no. per, per, parmonious? No. Persimmon? Per, per no. I don't want to <laughs> be any fruit. of those words on my page. Okay, like, all no. right. All right. I'm the first to own that I spend money like it is a trend going out of style. <laughs> and that is probably not the best thing, but I also work a shit ton. Yeah, you're not. So, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, I think what, what how you spend is well-deserving of your you. lifestyle. Thank I'm you, not Jackie. one. <laughs> you one, can two. live and I can live. There you and go. Like, I, I, just don't, just don't. I see you now. And now, anytime some, someone is looking for some free shit and they're Asian, I'm not going to be like, oh, cheap Asian. I'm going to be like, oh. Humble Asian. Yeah. Okay. Smart Asian. You can take a page out of that book. <laughs> right, right, right. You, we all have something we can learn from each other. It's that's, true. That's what I think. Totally. Yeah. Well. <laughs> there you go, guys. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. <laughs> this episode was produced by Christian Humes at Zeitheist. You are... Jacqueline Chung-Young on Instagram. And I am Alana Webster at Renegade of Fun on Instagram. We're also on... Um, Spotify. Spotify and iTunes. Let us know if you are one of these Asians or not one of these Asians. Um, let us know if you have any if you have any cool tricks up your sleeve. Yeah, how to any cool reduce. money saving tricks. Yeah, right? Reach out to us on the gram at Black and Yellow Podcast. We want to know. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> Help me out. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.